all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Cool. We are live here on Skywatchers Radio here on the Soup Media Network, PSN-Radio.com for Valentine's Day. Glove and alien, everybody Ooh. else does. <laughs> yeah, right. Even aliens love Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. I, I, I hear they don't like know, chocolate uh, much, though. Way. Well, for the price of chocolate, nobody better like chocolate anymore. I think it's the insects. True uh, enough. Insect parts that come with with your chocolate they don't like. Yeah. Oh man, I ate chocolate covered ants one time. They were great. And they taste yep. like chips. Oh. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, that's funny. There is actually. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know if y'all heard my. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard yeah. my my comment gallery behind me, but Marcia said, "I guess they taste like chicken." They taste like crunchy chicken. Yeah, there you go. Everybody, everything does taste like chicken. But there is the actual percentage of uh, chocolate that has insect <clears throat> parts in it, which is kind of gross. But <laughs> Yeah, well, Just it's not as high as it is for veggies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, you let me get these guys off this lousy subject. I just got back from the movie. Okay. Uh, cool. What'd you and it's um, a movie about kind of, kind of about inner earth stuff, right? Yeah, kind of. Uh, Marcia and I went to, uh, today is actually her birthday, and we usually go to a movie on her birthday, but which is Valentine's Day too. And we went, we both like 3D, so we decided to go out to the, to see Sanctum, which is a, a cave movie. And, uh, average, uh, ever, <clears throat> and actually it's just your average Lost in the Cave movie with the, with the, uh, with the river rising and, uh, uh, people disputing who's in charge and that type of thing and and unless you really want to feel like you're in the picture uh the 350 extra for 3d forget it don't don't spend it we did but i saw two good uh two two very good uh previews while while we were there and one of them is the uh alien attack on la which is coming up los angeles however it is not based anyway on the on the uh the real L.A. Uh, UFO attack back Battle of court. L.A. Yeah, it's not based on that, even though that's the name of the real Battle of that's L.A., right? Bad. Which was, what, 1946? Well, it, it's, it's actually called, no, called Battle of L.A. Well, actually, actually. Not Battle of L.A., isn't it? 
Uh, well, actually, actually, that's only the second title. The first title is a num uh, is a an, a date, and I didn't really pick it up. But it's like you know nine eleven, but it's uh, like twenty something twenty twenty two thousand eleven or something like that is the real name, and then Battle L A is the second name. But like I say, it, it what it is, it's just a, yeah, Battle Los Angeles. All it is is another. Uh, uh, another Independence Day, but it looked really good. The aliens and whatnot, the attacking machines, yes, they all look good. But I saw something that really sparked my interest, and it's called Aliens versus Cowboys. Uh huh. And it's uh, it's it's the cowboy days, and the aliens are attacking, and it looked pretty damn good. So. Well, I'm looking forward to that one myself. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 and it, man, the previews, the previews look fabulous. I mean, really fabulous. It looks like uh, they capture an outer space guy or somebody, a uh, 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 time traveler or somebody who's got this real fancy armband that is a weapon that can destroy these huge machines that attack a cowboy town. So it looks pretty good. Pretty good. Now, as far as so that, Los Angeles, I don't know how I don't know how good that's going to be. It does feature R&B singer Neo as uh, Captain Kevin Harris. So it's a, mu- a movie with a R&B singer as one of the lead actors, and it's um, not really, eh, you know, yeah, not really blown yeah, away by the me, cast. Yeah, era, you know, uh, the previews look like just a, a remake of Independence Day with uh, great B actors, but. Nevertheless, I, I like that. I, I like that remake when it was called Skyline. Came out last year. It's the same thing. A remake yeah. of Independence. Yeah. yeah. Skyline was like a cheap yeah. man's version of Independence Day. It was like what happened to a group of yeah. people when it happened. That's really all it was. And it was this, a really cheap version. Yeah. And, and, and this looks like a cheaper <laughs> version. So. <laughs> oh great. <laughs> but I don't think there's anything cheap about. I don't think there's anything cheap about Cowboys and Aliens. That was Steven Spielberg and right. Ron right. Howard at the helm. That that right. was going to be. Yep, as 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 as, as Marshall and I both confirmed, that will be our next movie at the movie theater. And, and also this year we have another movie kind of about aliens. Well, two of them actually: Green Hornet and Thor. Oh, so, Thor with that! Now I saw the previews of Thor today. It looks really good, you know, and, and uh, they're playing up that it came from Marvel. about aliens? You mean Green Lantern? Well, it's the ring, man. I'm sorry, Green, no, Lantern. Green Lantern. Did I say Green Hornet? Yeah. Yeah, yes, I did. did. Hornet, I, I meant Green like Lantern. And there you go. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Okay, that's not alien. The only thing alien about that is the humor. <laughs> but. No, it's not alien looking. Let's be honest. Well, I don't know. It might, it might alienate us, so. Yeah, that too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, speaking of uh, the Green Lantern, that does come out later on this year. Have you seen the trailer for it yet? It looks pretty interesting. It's you like know, tomorrow, know, isn't Reynolds. it? Is it, it does tomorrow? look interesting. Yeah. No. It's very short. Maybe it's a night. It's a nineteenth, I think. It's. I think it's a nineteenth when it comes out. For Green Lantern, or for Green Hornet, rather. Well, let me see. June seventeenth is yeah. Green Lantern. So it's yeah. not coming out to June. Which, 
That looks pretty good. I like the uh, the special effects. I, I I like the way they made the alien look that gives uh, the ring to Hal Jordan. The fact that it is it is the Hal Jordan uh -huh. story and not like you know the other stories because there's like 300 different right. like versions of the Green Lantern. So uh, you know they stuck it to the original yeah. character, but you know they did get Ryan Reynolds, who's kind of a funny guy, and uh, yeah, you know I was kind of hoping there would there be a serious yeah. adaptation in this movie, but you know to me Ryan Reynolds will always be perfect for like the Flash. Instead of the Green Lantern, I don't know. I see the Flash like well, Wally West. When I think Wally West, I think Ryan Reynolds. He just he reminds me of Wally West. Maybe I'm alone on yeah. that. I don't know. No, Damn. no. I I think that would have been better casting. You know, Hal Hal Actually, Jordan. You know it, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying that uh, it was funny because he was uh, attached to the Flash a few years ago, and he, and that never materialized. So it would have been uh, interesting if he actually would have done that movie instead. True. But Go the Hal Jordan character... Here, sorry, the Hal Jordan character is... Uh, <laughs> is semi-serious. I mean, when he's the Green Lantern, he's serious. Very serious. Right. Very conservative. Very, you know, upstanding. But when he's Hal Jordan... The fighter pilot, uh, I'm sorry, experimental, you know, test pilot guy, he's kind of a smart aleck. Uh, smart ass might That's be true. even better description. That is so, true. It, you know, it's kind of like his, his, his dual identity thing will probably be part of the plot development. I'm guessing. I'm just guessing here. And I've only seen about a minute of trailer. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, you know, and Ryan Reynolds would fit that mold. You know what it is? I think he fits, a lot, like, character-wise, he fits a lot of different superheroes. He has, like, that look about him, you know, and he's a good actor, so he does that, that persona that he'll fit just about any comic book character that you, that you throw his way. Uh, have you guys seen Buried with Ryan Reynolds? No. No. Let me tell you, never have uh, has a claustrophobic movie ever made me watch it and not want to turn it off because it's like the most claustrophobic. Oh, buried, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's in the, the whole he's the whole movie the whole time. The whole movie takes place in a coffin or a wooden box. The whole thing. thing. It's very claustrophobic yeah. feeling, but it's very they keep it yeah. very interesting, so it doesn't want to make you want to turn it off. You actually sit, you know, you actually yeah. want to see what's going on and finish watching. It's a very good movie. I just saw that yeah. the other day, and you know, he does have a serious side to him so hopefully you know the green lantern is, is as good as i hope it is yes that was a very good movie that buried i i didn't think it was going to be any good i figured you'd get bored yep. you know since but it doesn't he did every minute he made it exciting the my only uh yep. my only criticism is the movie it, to the movie is that uh, uh i've owned a lot of zippo lighters and they get awful hot when you hold them for an hour and a half, and I don't think they hold enough, uh, uh, you know, enough, right. uh, you know. So well, it was supposed to be a 98, uh, 98 minute experience. It was like, you know, it's supposed to be like real time. So the zip lighter is right. 98 minutes, basically. Right. Which is impossible. But no, it didn't last, it didn't last that long because remember, remember towards the last of the movie he found, I don't want to give away, but stuff that was hidden in there by whoever put him in there, which included a uh, flashlight, if I remember right. A flashlight, a couple of, of um, what do you call it, uh, glow-in-the-dark sticks. Glow-in-the-dark uh, sticks, yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. He did find a couple of different items that helped him, uh, you know, go through the entire 98 minutes. But he did use the Zippo lighter a lot. I mean, he used it all the way to almost. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. And, and holding it so long, you know, I mean, I know, you know, anybody that's had a Zippo lighter would uh, knows, you, you know, the thing gets too damn hot to hold after a little bit. True, true. It's true. But anyway. Other fallacies in movies involving Zippo lighters was The Postman. Remember the movie The Postman? <laughs> oh, with Kevin Costner. He, yeah. Yes. And he falls down this gully in a rainstorm and he ends up in a, a male Jeep with a skeleton who has a Zippo lighter in the, the skeleton's pocket. And he reads all the mail and the thing, and yep. and the Zippo lights just fine, and lets him <laughs> read all that mail after it's been in there for years. I'm yep. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It will not work. <laughs> I like Zippos, but not for that. Well, you know, you guys, we started the, we started this all out with uh with me going to the movie to see the uh, cave movie and whatnot. Oh. So let me let me let me. Before you continue, here's I'm going to bring that right back home to you, Dennis, before I forget or, or lose track here. Uh, let's let's bring this whole Zippo lighter conversation and take it back to the Hollow Earth. Remember the movie Land right. of the Lost with Will Ferrell? Oh, yeah. Yes. You want to yes. talk about fallacies with Zippo lighters. Remember the scene <laughs> where she brings him the, the, like the encaving of, of a Zippo lighter? Uh, of a fossil that was found, you know, from whatever excavation they did, and then he founds the exact same one when he goes into the hollow world or the hollow earth. Yes, uh, in that hollow world. Question is, right. how the hell did she get it on the outside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not supposed to ask anyway, those kind a, of questions. That's a good one. <laughs> With those kind of movies. Not, well, not I, would, I was. I was actually going to bring it back to the real world with the uh, with the and, and to our subject matter of this program with the uh, Sanctum Underground thing. This is from Phantoms and Monsters. New focus on underground Himalayan border base since Chinese UFO flap. So this comes to us from uh, Phantoms and Monsters at Natural Planet. Uh, it says. China and India both knew about un, know about underground UFO base in the Himalayan border area deep into the tectonic plate. Conga La is a low ridge pass in the Himalayan. Uh, it is in the Himalayas. It is in the disputed India-China border area in Latska. In the map, there's a map that included with this. The red zone is a disputed area since under Chinese grow in control in the Axai China area. The Chinese held northeastern part is known as Alkai Chin and Indian Southwest is known as Ladakh. This is the area where Indian and Chinese armies fought major war in 1962. Uh, here's another one of those that when they translated it, they left out words, but anyway. The area is one of the largest accessed area in the world and by agreement, the two countries do not patrol this part of the border. According to many tourists, Buddhist monks, and the local people of Latka, the Indian army, and the Chinese military maintain the line of control. But there is something much more serious happening in this area. According to the few local people on the Indian and Chinese sides, this is where the UFOs are seen coming out of the ground. According to many, 
the UFO underground bases are in this region, and both the Indian and Chinese government know this very well. Recently, some Hindu pilgrims on their way to Mount Kalesha from the Western Pass came across strange lights in the sky. The local guides, while in the Chinese territory, told them that this was nothing new and is a normal phenomena for Congra Pass, for Congra Pass area. The tense border region between India and China, the strange lighted triangle, silent craft show up from underground and moves almost vertically up. Some of the adventurous pilgrims wanted to look into the site. They were first turned back by the Chinese guard post as they refused entry from the Chinese side. When they tried to approach the site from the Indian side, the Indian Border Patrol also turned them back in spite of their permit to travel between the two countries. The pilgrims at, the pilgrims at that stage started uh, quizzing the Indian border security personnel. The security personnel told them that they are ordered not to allow anyone near the area of interest, and it is true that strange objects come out from under the ground with amplified and moderated lights. India's secret operation forces and the intelligence agencies are in charge of that area. The locals start laughing in the area okay. when they, the locals start laughing in there when they ask about these UFO sightings. They get surprised why the governments are so eager to hide these obvious facts. According to them, the extraterrestrial presence is well known and is deep into the ground. They believe neither Indian or Chinese government do not want to expose the fact for some reason. When they bring up this matter to local governments, they are told to keep quiet and forget about the same. This is the region where the Eurasian plate and the Indian plate have created convergent plate boundaries. Convergent plate boundaries are formed when one plate dives under another. Consequently, this is one of the very few areas in the world where the depth of the Earth's crust is twice as thick as in other places. The opposite are found in hot spots like Yellowstone National Park in America, where the Earth's crust is thin. The double-thick Earth crust allows the creation of underground bases very deep into the Teutonic Plate. Congra La was beautiful, has beautiful rocks and granites. For some strange reason, neither Chinese nor the Indian authorities ever excavate, dig, or mine in this area. The area is pristine and untouched. Recently, both India and China have moved forward to solve all border disputes and start the Sino-Indian relations all over again. The Aksai Chin area is still disputed. But interesting, while negotiations, both of the governments are indifferent on this area. India and China, as shown in the according maps, have huge border areas along the Himalayas, and they are negotiating on all these regions. Though India claims that Akshay Chin is part of India, the common belief in the government it is not a showstopper. On the other hand, China, after winning Akshay Chin from India in 1962 war, built a strategic military highway. Now they are using an alternate highway not to bother with the area in Kangjala. Recently, in the local school, young children of the area entered into a drawing contest. More than half of the drawings had to do with strange objects in the sky and some coming out of the mountains. Many of them even know what and when to look for. 
Many UFO researchers believe that there are hidden UFO bases under the ocean and deep under the ground. Congo La is experimenting some strange phenomena and suspicious objects coming out of the inaccessible huge mountains, in parentheses it says Himalayas, and both the governments refuse to come out and say what they are. The other alternative is, is that it is an underground strategic air force base of someone. Then why not either country allow the base or the official no man's land in the highly sensitive disputed border area? Why is the region continuously reporting UFO sightings from various kinds of people? So there you go. Another underground UFO base story. What do you think about that, guys? Are we still on? What's going on? We're still on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, me and Rick were both waiting for you to continue. That was an interesting uh, story there, Dennis. Yeah, that was the end of it. I'm sorry, guys. What do you think about that? That was cool. I think we lost Rick, though. Let me get him back. Oh, yeah, we completely lost Rick. Oh, man. Ah, okay. And while he's getting back, you can find that at, get out your pencil real quick, give you a couple of seconds, one, two, that was a couple of seconds. Uh, that's at http uh, semicolon backslash backslash a natural planet dot blogspot dot com and then when you get there ask for new focus ask for new focus on underground Himalayan uh, border base since Chinese UFO plants but if you put underground Himalayan border I'm sure you'll get it. Anyway, that was a very interesting story, and that's a brand new. That, that was, was actually, yeah, it was actually posted in November the sixth, twenty ten. That's not that old. No, no, it's not that old. That's a that's yeah. a very very cool story. Did you uh, yeah, read well, the story yeah. about UFO in Peru nearly strikes that nearly struck a plane? No, I didn't hear that one. What, read it to me. Did you hear about the story? Oh man, this no, is, not at all. This is just posted. Uh, I believe it was just posted like a couple of days ago, actually. It says, uh, yet another UFO encounter has been recorded for 2011, this time in Peru, and in, with actually footage taken from the from a light aircraft on a New Year's, uh, New Year's Day, I believe. According to the video on YouTube, two medical professionals took an early morning flight to uh, on a Cessna plane uh, to observe the Nazca lines over Peru. And uh, when they were actually flying over, and you can see it on the video, you actually see at around 3 minutes and 28 seconds, you see an aircraft flying through the rain clouds. Then suddenly a UFO appears in a hole in the clouds for about 20 to 30 feet from the plane itself. And uh, almost collides with the actual plane. You actually see it almost colliding with the plane. The great disk rapidly changes course and disappears back into the clouds all within the space of maybe a couple of seconds subsequent slow footage and still frames analysis are also on the actual uh, online I guess they've, they've already you know dissected it and stuff so you can see it on the video it is possible that the UFO was an alien craft navigated by mysterious Navigated by the actual Mysteria Nazca lines, the article is asking here. It says the uh, geoglyphs have puzzled modern men since they were discovered in the 1920s. They are not visible from the ground, but are highly visible from the air. Crisscrossing the world's uh, you know driest desert, 
where they persist due to the land of rain and wind. So they've been around there for many, many, many years. And since there's very little rain to wind, they do not disappear. Now they're asking the question, Dennis, could these... Could this UFO actually have been navigated by the Nazca Lions? That's been kind of a question that people have asked about these Nazca Lions. You know, what was their purpose? Why were, why are they there? Uh, could it be that maybe they are kind of navigational beacons for UFOs? What do you think about that? This is a very interesting story. I'm going to post the link uh, so you can check it out, uh, Dennis. And I'll also post it in the chat room. In case anybody yeah, is there. The you can see the video very, right in there. Anybody wants to look at that, please check that out. Ah, so okay. Right now go to www.psn-radio.com and uh, get out, go to the Listen Live tab on the top and you'll be able to check out the chat room and click right on the link. It's a very, very interesting video. Again, uh, you know, this is an age-old question with these Nazca lines. You know, why are they there? You know, what was their purpose? You know what I mean? And right, right, be right. A beacon signal of some sort. Uh, they may have been created by the Nazca's who lived, you know, from two thousand, I think it was two hundred BC to seven hundred BC, but their function really still unclear. Nobody knows. So we were still asking, well, what, what is their purpose? For many years, has been theorized that they are associated with UFOs because they are only visible from high altitudes. In fact, in nineteen forty-one, history professor Paul Koska, I'm probably butchering that name, uh, watched sunset directly above one of the lines, and he he had an actual theory that. Uh, they could mark the positions of the sun and the stars in different times of the year, describing the lines as the largest astronomy book in the world, according to National Geographic. So that also is very interesting. You know, how did these guys back then uh, get the ability to make these Nazca lines? It's, you know, it's been there for, for such a long time, hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, it's amazing. Wow, I know it. And and, and, and I've often felt that they, they, they almost have to be with uh uh, aerial observation because uh, you know I've read several books on them and and I just don't see how you know some of those lines are, are, are but all of the lines actually are perfectly straight except those deputing you know deputing uh, images of of uh, things such as uh, monkeys and even an astronaut you know I mean it's all uh, it's all uh, you know what can I, it's, it's very interesting stuff you know I, I believe. Of course, you know, I believe that everything, uh, that all of our mysteries are, are hooked to the earth. And, and it always seems that no matter what we're looking at, we find uh, some earthly uh, information that seems to hook to it. So that goes along with it. I got one, another one. Yeah, you know, uh, this, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to believe what, you know, about that. I'm starting to believe that uh, a lot of this UFO stuff is inner earth related somehow i'm really starting to believe that not so much that you know there's a hollow earth per se right but uh, right, that, right. you know there is pockets within the earth that, that, that there is something going right. on with some of these ets whether they're ets from another galaxy they came here settled here live down there now uh whether they've been here since the beginning of the planet's existence who the hell knows you know but i'm starting to believe, yep, that. And, starting and, to believe that a lot of the ufos do come from underground Without a doubt. And, 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 you know, my 35 years of researching into that connection, I agree with you. I don't, I don't put a lot of stock in the hollow earth theory itself, but the subterranean world, the fact that there are ancient tunnels and, and caverns that can be reached, that type of thing, I really do believe there's yeah. a possibility. You know, it not, it's not necessarily that, that there's a, there, you know, there's a couple of ideas that, that, that there's a civilization that, that exists there 
for many centuries and they've developed UFOs. But I think the more the more plausible one is that there are uh, beings that have come from outer space and set up these uh, uh, space stations inside the Earth, and that's where they come from to observe the outside. And who's not to say that maybe Earth is a space station in itself? Well, there's, a, there's that, you know, that, that, there's several uh, several people over the years who who maintained that and written books with a lot of evidence pointing towards that too. So anything is possible. That's that's amazing. You have uh, another story you said, Dennis? Yeah, and this this kind of goes along with the same idea because uh, uh, from the information that I've researched and whatnot, there's a possibility that some of the uh, uh, Nazis escaped and, and, and got into that inner world and might be some of the the uh, technology behind what we're seeing and this comes from uh, this comes from the, the telegraph and this comes from the telegraph uh, it was Tuesday last Tuesday this was put up Nazi space ship film sparked UFO debate a new sci-fi film about Nazis has reunited a debate in Germany about Hitler's development of UFOs. This is by Alan Hall in Berlin. The Finnish sci-fi comedy Iron Sky centers on real-life SS officer Hans Kramler, who was said to have made a significant breakthrough in anti-gravity experiments towards the end of World War II. The film relates how, from a secret base built in the Antarctic, the first Nazi spaceships were launched in late 1945 to found the military base Swazi Sani, Black Sun, on the dark side of the moon. This base was to be used to build a powerful invasion fleet and return to take over the Earth once the time was right, in this case 2018. But a new report out this week in Germany in the magazine PM purports that there is strong evidence that a Nazi UFO program was well advanced. Hitler ordered Luftwaffe King Hermann Goering to develop the superweapon that would change the war. The PM report quotes eyewitnesses who believe they saw a flying saucer marked with the Iron Cross of the German military flying low over the Thames in 1944. At the time, at the time, the New York Times wrote about a mysterious flying dish with photos of the device seen traveling at extremely high feeds over high-rise buildings. The best known of the Nazi UFO projects was the Schrever Hombremont scene, named the Rudolf Schrevener and Otto Hommedoff. Initially a Luftwaffe project, it fell under the aspenses of armaments Minister Albert Speer before being taken over once again in 1944 by Hans Kammerer. Eyewitnesses captured by eyewitnesses captured by the Allies after World War II claimed to have seen the saucer produced in Prague flying on several occasions in early 1945. Joseph Andrews Epp, an engineer who served as a consultant to the Schraver. Hammermalt project stated 15 prototypes were built in all. He described how our central cockpit surrounded by rotating adjustable wing vanes formed a circle. The vanes were held together by a band at the outer edge of the wheel-like device. The pitch of the vanes could be adjusted so that during takeoff, more lift was generated by increasing their angle from a more horizontal setting. 
In level flights, the angle would be adjusted to a smaller angle, similar to the way helicopter rotors operate. The wing vanes would, were to be set in rotation by small rockets placed along the rim like a pinwheel. One rotation speed was significant, liftoff was achieved. After the craft had risen to some height, the horizontal jets or rockets were ignited. After this, the wing blades would be allowed to rotate freely as the saucer moved forward as in an auto gyrocopter. In all probability, the wave blade speed and so their lifting valve could also be increased by directing the adjustable horizontal jet slightly upwards to engage the blade, thus spinning them faster at the digestion of the pilot, he said. So, you know, that, that also uh, goes along with uh, the, the whole fiction story they're telling goes along with my research into that area. Uh, they're definitely, they definitely were far along on uh, oh, saucer yeah, development. I, I completely believe that. I completely believe that yeah. the Nazis had not only technologies already well under development, but, uh, you know, there's talk that they were actually in communication with an alien race, and that's how they got their technologies. Uh, so there, there might be some uh, connection with real aliens, you know, not just that the Nazis, you know, invented a UFO, but they actually were somehow connected to aliens. Perhaps the same aliens right. that are not connected to the shadow government that we so often talk right. about in so, shows, and per, perhaps uh, you know that when all these Nazi scientists you know hopped over to the U.S., perhaps so did the uh, the program, and maybe that's exactly what we're seeing in this uh, right now, it, just the, the right. product of what Nazi Germany was working on. I do believe that very much so. Exactly, and 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 like I said, there's also quite a bit of evidence uh, suggesting that the Nazis did possibly. Uh, disappear. I know there's uh, several submarines that are, are missing, and, and a lot of uh, gold and yep. and stuff, and and also top Nazi officials that they never found. So you know they could have gone to somewhere like South America or Antarctica. Whether they're still there or not is, is another story. But but it's very possible they did escape with that. Uh, and and then you know you had the. Uh, uh, the uh, Operation Deep Freeze with uh, Admiral Byrd down there looking around. They might have found all that stuff and brought it back, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so much that they had to disappear and, uh, you know, go into hiding. I think a lot of these, uh, even, the, you know, the Nazi soldiers who might have uh, supposedly, you know, survived, I think a lot of that was assimilated with, you know, within our own government somehow. I mean, we did oh, uh, oh, yeah, all yeah, their yeah. scientists, so why not the soldiers and other people? You know what, right. here's a new pass. You're going to go live in Arizona now. Your name is John Smith Jr., and get the hell out mm -hmm. of here. You know, you're now an American citizen. Be quiet. Nothing ever happened, and uh, get the hell out of here. You're, you're going to be spared. You're going to work for the government. Yeah. You know, that's a, I think a lot of that took place with a lot of the Nazis oh, yeah. that, you know, said, all right, that, that surrendered, basically, and joined the, uh, and, and, you know, surrendered to the U.S. Because, I mean, not, they didn't kill all the Nazi soldiers. A lot of them. Positively. And, and, and that's well documented. Uh, they had secret, uh, yep. secret, secret programs like Operation Paperclip and whatnot that brought them all over. A lot of the scientists were taken to Fort Bliss, uh, Texas, and then, uh, you know, released from there. So, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. I don't think the true story of that will ever be uh, ever come out. But uh, but I do believe that there is a UFO connection with uh, uh, the end of World War II and the German scientists being brought over here. I completely agree with you. I think uh, for once, Dennis, you and I, we agree 100% on something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're going to take a little break here on Skywatchers Radio. We're going to be back. 
after we pay a couple bills. So stick around on PSN Radio. no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Hey guys, Jamie Havoc in here to tell you about Inception Radio. We have teamed up with the Soup Media Network and we are one. Come check out InceptionRadio.com We have many shows my show, Inception Radio, is live Tuesdays and Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. But we have many other great shows like Jerry Pippen, Future Theater, UFO Traffic Report, Paranormal Guys Radio, Free Thinker with Tom Donahue, and more to come after the first of the year. InceptionRadio.com. Come check it out and remember to listen to Skywatchers Radio Wednesday nights, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on the Soup Media Network. For Inception Radio, this is Jamie Havigan. I'm out of here. All systems are functional. The Oz Man, one of the voices in the jackal's head. Are we alone in the universe? Now, I'm a voice of the jackal's head. That is a great show. Is there life after death? I'm Nick Pope, and now I'm a voice inside the jackal's head. Is the government keeping secrets from us? This is Stephen Bassett, and uh, I am now a voice inside the jackal's head. Will the Cubs ever win the World <laughs> Series? I am now a voice inside the jackal's head. And that was Void Pie.
my head. Listen live on the jackal's head and find out. Adventures in time and space. Transcribed in future tense. The powwow. Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one. Disorder never sounded so good. From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future. Adventures in which you'll live in a million could be years on a thousand maybe worlds. Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine presents... The Pow Wow. Weekends at 12. Only on SoFloRadio.com. Skywatchers Radio here on PSN-Radio.com, of course, home of the Super Media Network. And with me is my good friend, Dennis Crenshaw. And we're back. Anybody who wants to call on in, the lines are open, 786-245-8127. Call on in and just uh, talk about UFOs, about space, and about this Nazi thing, which is still phenomenally interesting to me. I really am interested in the whole Nazi connection. And Dennis, you know what? I got into kind of a, a little bit of a beef with somebody about this. Uh, I don't know if you, rem- if you were aware of this. This was about eh, maybe four months ago. I was on uh, another show, uh, which I will not name, just to not give him the uh, 15 minutes of fame here. Uh, but I was on the show <laughs> as a guest. And uh, I brought up the subject because I am interested in the subject. And it was a ufology-based show. Uh, just to, to let you know, and you know, I brought up the subject because it is an interesting subject. Were the Nazis connected to UFOs at all? Did they have the technology? Is that where you know this UFO phenomenon comes from? And I got literally, you know, told to shut up. That they didn't want to hear it. That uh, there's no way that was possible, and uh, that I was crazy for even bringing up the subject, which I thought was very funny <laughs> because uh, the guy who showed this was. Supposed to be a very uh, open-minded dude about UFOs and, and the subject in general, and he uh, he acted very close-minded about this one topic. But you know what? I, I do thoroughly believe that there is something to it. Uh, I think that there could be a connection. Maybe the Nazis were experimenting with UFOs. You know, it, it's a well, and, and you know what? It, it could go all the way back even before the Nazis. Maybe this is something that uh, the you know has been going on since the 1800s. No, actually, there's a. Uh, there's nothing weird about it. In fact, uh, I'm trying to spot the book now. I have a couple of books that uh, are, 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 are actually not UFO books, but they are science books. And yes, they were definitely people working on uh, the uh, possibility of UFOs. In fact, the father of water, and I can't say his name without saying it, uh, without seeing it, I'm sorry, in my eyeballs. Oh, hold on just a minute, hold on. Well, the reason I say that this could go all the way back to the 1800s Yes, yes. The Secrets of Delsha were the mysterious airships of the 1800s. Well, gee, could that be connected somehow? That's possible also. But 
But I want to return to the Germans. Uh, uh, Victor Schrauberg, uh, there's a, move, a book called Living Waters that tells about his uh, life and his fascination with water. He's known as the father of water. He stuttered water. He studied water from a little kid up till, uh, uh, up till the Nazi uh, took over and, and forced him into a, a situation of whether to use his idea of water force uh, as his, uh, his, what he found out about water on developing flying saucers or go to a concentration camp, and this is a true story. And he did develop uh, uh, a saucer that would fly using just the, uh, the pressure of water uh, with something that he called a, a trout turbine. And uh, so they definitely were working on it, and they definitely went a long way. If you get that book, you can find uh, pictures of the of the um, flying machines he was working on. Of course, they were smaller than than what we're seeing, but one of them using just water power uh, took off and flew through the roof of the building they were in. Uh, his only problem was he couldn't control the speed. They would just take and take off. So that was where the book ended. Uh, now, when he died, or, or, or when he was captured, rather. Uh, he was captured by the Russians, and by the time the American forces got to his laboratory, all the papers and anything having to do with uh, these water-powered flying machines disappeared. So they definitely were well on the way of developing them. Yeah, no kidding, Dennis. No kidding. That's, that's a cool story. Uh oh, we're we're getting a call here on Skywatchers Radio. Let's go ahead and add it to the conference. Eight one two, you're on air on Skywatchers Radio. Welcome to the uh, show. Okay. I think that I think that's right. I think it is, but he's not answering. Let's try this again. Osman, is that you? It is. Ah, uh, welcome back, man. Ah. Thought you might have got. Picked up by a UFO or something? Um, no, but my internet connection was. Ah, so you missed uh, the last like he's three. He's about to get anally probed now. <laughs> uh, well, we, we, we've talked on a, a possible uh, entrance being found for, for UFOs being found in the Himalayas, and then we moved to, from that to uh, the, the possibility of, of Nazis being involved in manufacture of UFO. And uh, that's pretty much where we are now. Well, you haven't covered any new ground then, huh? Well, we've covered new stories. And then ah, new stories the old on old, old ground. Yeah, okay, right, exactly, well, exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Or as uh, as uh, my friend George Rodriguez would say, it's just a bunch of nice old stories. <laughs> but, you know, but you know what? When, when there's, uh, when there's, normally when there's smoke, there's fire, so... Uh, when there's stories, you know, there's a reason well, for them. Some of them might be because well, of truth. Some of them might be not, but, you know. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the whole thing is, the whole thing is, these stories persist. You know, I've been researching this stuff since the 60s, and, and the information comes from back in the 40s, and yet it never seems to go away, and it always seems to be something added to it. So, there you go. Well, here, here's something brand new for you. I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but uh, Jeff Peckman just joined the mayoral race, which uh, swelled up to 16 over in Denver. Did you guys know that Jeff Peckman is going to run for mayor of Denver? 
that, that's the guy that came up with uh, let's be the UFO hub of the world. That and he also is behind, uh, you know, the the video, the alien in the window with Stan Romanek. He was the the guy who was first uh, putting that whole story uh, front and uh, and center in the news uh, with Stan Romanek. Uh, well, the field in Denver's mayor race just grew to 16 with the announcement this Friday of Jeff Peckman that he would actually enter the race. Peckman was the man behind the ballot initiative last year that would have required the city to create a world's first government-sanctioned extraterrestrial affairs commission. In 2000 and 2003, he championed the Safety Through Peace initiative, which proposed Denver's adopt peacefulness programs to lower society-wide stress. So he's, he's very active in a lot of different uh, stuff, not only UFOs, but he is best known for the alien in the window with Stan Romanek. Really, that and, of course, the, the initiative that he tried to get passed that didn't go through last year for the Extraterrestrial Affairs Commission. Um, I don't Surprisingly, know. Surprisingly, it went mayor. Any thoughts? Well, yeah, he, he, he got surprisingly close on getting that initiative passed in Denver. Surprisingly did, close. Actually. And the most amazing part to me was that he organized it pretty well. Uh, there was no city funds involved. Uh, it was all from outside funding sources, and yet they decided to turn it down. So, yeah, whatever. That's exactly what I say. But, whatever. But uh, it's like yeah. I don't live in Denver, so I don't have to worry about voting for the guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you'd like to live in Denver, I think. I Actually, I would, yeah. So I'd actually like to vote for the guy. <laughs> It's also a city that has specialty shops that sell desserts containing cannabis. Delicious is what I call it. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, that's funny. And uh, it's pretty funny, though. you got to think about this. In a city in a state where there's a lot of UFOs witnessed, it's also a city in a state where there's legalization of marijuana. Maybe one goes with the other. I don't know. Maybe you guys are just really high and they're like, oh, look at that star. Look at the UFO. And it's really just a star. But they're high. Could be. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but, you know, other states have it, too. Uh, California. Oh, wait. Never mind. Um, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan has that. a lot of sightings over Lake Michigan, and then they also have medical marijuana. Is there a correlation here someplace? Hmm. Perhaps. You know, I've never perhaps. been that stone that I've actually seen a UFO, though. And God Well, I was tried. perfectly... I was completely straight when I saw both of mine, so there you go. Take that for whatever you think it's worth. I was a, I was a child when I saw mine, so there's no stoning going on back then. Right. But, uh, yeah, there, there might be a correlation. I don't know. Possibly. You know, some of these places also are high in the meth usage. You know, that's a, a popular drug nowadays across the U.S., so who the hell knows. But uh, it's, it is pretty ironic, isn't it? It seems seems that all I'm saying is it seems like there's a correlation. Well, we we to, should uh, probably find someone. You know, we could probably, if we wrote it up carefully enough and got a Ph.D. on the signature line, we could probably get a government grant to study this over the long term. No comments in that gallery? <laughs> 
I don't know what the heck Dennis is doing over there, and uh, with me, uh, yeah, well, I'm really good at I'm just, uh, with fun. Uh, I'm, I'm just listening, you know, it's all, you know, I'm <laughs> The peanut gallery has nothing to add to that one. <laughs> you know, I can have, I've got a story about uh, a hoax. <laughs> okay. ah, well, so there you go, from ufology to hoax, you know, kind of. <laughs> well, it's just a UFO hoax. It's just a UFO. This is UFO. It says the Holy Land hoax, Jerusalem UFO, not kosher. Okay. Okay. And this has to do with uh, uh this 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 is by Benjamin Radford, and it originally appeared on LiveScience.com. Several videos have surfaced online that supposedly show a UFO uh, uh, ho hovering over an Islamic shrine known as the Dome of the Rock on Jerusalem's Temple Mount yes. sometime after midnight yep. on January 28th. Okay, and so most people know about that. And this is uh, uh, somebody that's uh, looked into it closely. Or uh, what was it, sciencelive.com. Uh, the videos have sparked a furious debate about whether we finally have evidence of UFOs. As a veteran investigator of many UFO photo, photos and videos, these images strike me as highly dubious and all signs prove to be a hoax. Why are the Jerusalem UFO videos suspicious? Spacecom's sister site, Life's Little Mystery, counts the ways. First, no one knows who took the videos. In UFO reports, as in police investigation, anonymous reports are usually a red flag that something's bogus. There are very few legitimate reasons why a genuine witness would not want to identify to be identified. For example, fear of reprisals from gang members or the mafia, though it seems unlikely that the aliens threaten anyone to keep quiet. If you were one of the first people in the world to capture some of the most amazing video footage of UFO taken in the past decade, why would you post it anonymously on YouTube instead of either submitting it to professional analysis or making money by selling it to CNN or MSNBC? In fact, there's some speculation that most of or all of the videos were actually posted by a single per person, which would guarantee a hoax. Surely at least one of the videographers or someone working with him would have come forward in the past 10 days to sell their story to a newspaper or tabloid. Suspicious. Second, not only do we not take, know who took the footage, but no one other than the videographers reported having seen the lights. The Dome of the Rocks is one of the most famous and important religious sites in the world, and there are well over a million people in Jerusalem at any given time many of them religious tourists near the Temple Mount. It's possible there, there were thousands of people in the area at the time, yet no one else reported seeing or videotaping that bright light. Very suspicious. Uh, yeah, you know, I've seen, third, I've seen that video, Dennis. I've seen that video, Dennis. Continue, yeah. Don't, uh, there's okay. like three or four different uh, videos that I've seen online. Uh, very suspicious stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, I've seen them myself. Yep, I've seen them also. Third, the one woman can be heard in a videotape saying that the mysterious lights were so bright that you can almost hardly see, it, look at it. The object does not seem to be reflect any light. Does not seem to reflect any light from the gold-plated dome below it. This is very mysterious indeed. 
and strongly suggests that the UFO light was digitally inserted into the scene. Note also that a generic light would be among the earliest UFOs to take. You don't need to worry about drawing or animating spaceship windows or wings or shadows on the craft itself. Super suspicious. Uh, then there's then there's the strange small size of the supported alien craft, which can be roughly determined by comparing it to the size of the dome over which it uh, ho hovers. The UFO appears to be no more than about 15 feet long, which seems awfully small for a spacecraft that presumably made it across the universe for its camera cameo. For anyone who sees, still sees a UFO through the sea of red flags, there's a video analysis that shows evidence of, of, of takery. Robert Sheffer, a longtime skeptical UFO investigator and another of the bad UFOs, author of the Bad UFO blog, told Life's Little Mysteries that the original Jerusalem UFO has now been definitely shown to be a hoax. Effects of the video processing software are clearly seen. The hoaxers use motion tile effects with edge mirroring to introduce camera shake into the video. You can see the mirroring effects along the edge of the video. This proves that the video did not go directly from the camera to YouTube. They had made a stop in between inside a sophisticated video editing software suite. Once you start editing like that, a skilled hoaxer can put practically anything in it. The Jerusalem UFO videos have created much controversy since they first appeared, with many believers vigorously defending the videos as real. They dismiss skeptical explanations such as these, but do not offer any better analysis. In science, of course, it's not enough to simply criticize a theory or explanation. Critics are expected to put forth a better solution than fits the facts. The appearance of the UFO of Jerusalem is ironic, for many believe in UFO is based on faith, not evidence. So there you go. That's uh, one of the controversies that's been going around about those videos, and that's one blogger's opinion. You know, I've seen... Like I said, like three or four different versions or different angles of that UFO over the Dome of the Rock. Uh, one of them that is actually up close really does look very real, <clears throat> especially when the UFO takes off straight up in the air. The way the shadow that is casted over the, the actual Dome of the Rock, uh, you know, there's like a light, really bright light shadow over it, and then it just like dims down as the object disappears ah. into the sky. It's really hard to do. I, mean, I, you know, I have a little history on graphic designs. It is possible. It's not yes, impossible. And, uh, you know, that's for sure. Just about any video you see online, you have to kind of take it at faith value because you can do anything with CGI these days. And anybody at their house can download the right program and start messing with CGI, and boom, you have yourself a UFO. But ah. it does look very real. It, do, it does look really, really well done. So either... It's a real yeah, it video, does. or my hat's off to whoever made it, because it is really, really well put together. I want to yes, it that. is, and, uh, and... It's really well put together from three different angles. Yep. That's, yeah, that's even that most amazing part. But then again, you get back to, no, you know, if it's three different angles, supposedly it's three different people taking pictures and uh, or videos, and, and nobody's come forward. Right. That's always suspicious to me. That's always suspicious yep. to me. Because I, I just I can't see somebody getting a real video, video, you know. I can't see anybody getting a real UFO. I mean, 
the National Enquirer has an outstanding uh, reward of a million dollars for a true video of a UFO. Give me a break. Well, maybe that's why they didn't want to give their name. They're in the process of collecting. Well, I mean, if if they collect, then we'll, you know, I'm sure National Enquirer isn't going to pay a million dollars for a fake. uh, No, they won't. So whenever, if that ever happens, if the the National Enquirer ever reveals it, then we'll know we have a real one. I can guarantee you that the National Enquirer is not going to pay for a real one. Yeah, well, according to our guest a few weeks ago, Jim Hogan on Unraveling Secrets, who will be back uh, this weekend, uh, they aren't going to pay out a million dollars anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> point exactly. Anyway, I, I still think that uh, that uh, this uh, this author, this or the writer of this blog, who is. Uh, Benjamin Radford, uh, who writes for LiveScience.com, I still think he's pretty much got the story put together there. Yeah, I, I, I don't well, really like, think it's an authentic case, but, it, they, man, it is well put together. That first video that I saw is really, really well done. Oh, yeah, even he gave, you know, he, even he said that, but, but I just don't think it's the real thing. I don't, I don't think we're going to, when we first learn about it, and I do believe... You know, if I can just make it a few more years, that I'll see the day when they they they, uh, they present themselves because that's how it's going to happen. And I don't believe it'll be a move a, a video stuck in with all the others on YouTube when it happens. I think it's going to be more dramatic than that. Yeah, they're going to walk up and just hit somebody it. on the shin. Hey, attention! They're going to walk. They're, they're not, actually going to. I hope it's. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying I hope it's not like I hope it doesn't happen like Battle of Los Angeles. I'm watching the trailer. No, no. Right now it's right in front of me. And <laughs> no, no. They're gonna. It's gonna. Happen, it's gonna happen like the original. Uh, uh, what was the UFO where they landed and a big monster, a big uh, dino, uh, what a robot was there and. Oh, what the hell is the name? The day the Earth stood still. The day the Earth. It's going to happen like that, and the guy's going to get off. The alien's going to get off, and he's going to walk over, and and with a lot of cameras around and all, he's going to hand Obama his birth certificate. <laughs> proving, proving gonna, that he's an alien. It is going to proving that he is an alien, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, Jekyll, you can't read it because it's going to be an alien language, which you're not unlike. Which are not unlike uh, uh, Egyptian paragraphics, as we found out during Roswell. Hieroglyphics, close enough. Yeah, exactly, close enough. Indeed. Close enough for me, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is, but you got to get admit, you got to admit that is pretty good about him coming up and handing him his birth certificate. You got to admit. That. That's that yeah, would that's be funny. Good. That, I like that. that, that that's <laughs> funny. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on the editorial page of the Orlando Sentinel tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! You know how and all the presidents the people, have that picture. And, they, and, and these are the people I have to work with. You know. <laughs> you know, like the the, the Inquirer and all the uh, tabloids have that picture of the presidents with that one gray alien. Oh Obama's yeah, 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 yeah. Handing him, handing him the actual birth certificate. <laughs> That's going to be Obama's picture. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I knew Greenwich is going to be there hollering out, see, I told you I wasn't the alien or the, the reptilian or whatever. <laughs> and the caption is going to be Obama saying, oh, no. Anyway, moving on. Uh, did you, oh, did well. you guys hear this new story? Uh, I actually read this on Jackal's Head this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard it, but NASA discovered 50 life-sustaining planets. Did you read about that story yet? Yeah, I heard about it. I didn't read the whole story. I saw the headline. I was too busy. That's exactly the quote, though. They discovered 50 planets they think are capable of sustaining life. They don't have any proof of life yet. Right. Well, no, exactly. That's why I said 50 life sustaining And where did, where did they find these planets? Where, where, did, they, where, where did they discover them? Well, the space agency said that it found more than 50 planets that have potential of sustaining human life or some life form, according to uh, the, uh, the week, I, I guess that's the name of the publication, uh, with uh, the use of the highly sophisticated Kepler telescope, which has been orbiting the sun since 2009, NASA detected 1,235 possible planets, with 54 of them considered to be in the Goldilocks zone of their of their star system. Now that zone has the condition that allows liquid water, which, of course, as we all know, is a key ingredient for the possibility of having habitable life like we have it here on earth so i uh, says uh the yes we said life forms nasa is also conducting tests on reaching out to these planets i don't know exactly if we want to do that but uh, according to seth Sholstak, a senior astronomer at seti institute scientists are already searching for radio transmissions from the uh, zone planets they discovered if they find a signal he says they can mean that the planet has technologically advanced aliens on them, and then that's going to open up a whole can of worms. This is actually pretty cool because now they can actually pinpoint to certain planets to try to get a signal, unlike what SETI was doing before, which was just kind of like trying to find noise from anywhere. They were just kind of like you know randomly picking spots, basically. Yeah, so yeah. Now they can now they can pinpoint where they want to send it. But the problem I have with the right. whole idea is that. If they're if they're way far advanced beyond us, they're no longer sending out radio signals. Right. Well, Concurred. that is true, and you know, radio signal. Who's even to say that they even discovered radio signal? Period. Uh, maybe their technology works on infrared technology or some other kind of uh, signal that we haven't even discovered. I mean, we're we're very very rudimental. Uh, rudimental when we think of how technology works. Uh, we really don't think outside the box that much i think that's one of the and it's, it's, it's and it's that way with human life we don't know that human life or not human life but life we don't know that all life has to conform to to uh what we have on here on earth as far as light and sun water and dirt and whatnot because uh we evolved from that but some other form of life could evolve from other stuff sulfur water or whatever you know so there's you know we're we're, we're pretty you know, we're kind of putting our fingers in our in, in our uh, suspenders when we talk about life on other planets, but in reality, it could be anything. Well, I think what they're doing is the yeah. Well, I, I was thinking of a different dimension in a different place. Um, it's just like a, a the conversation I had with a physicist one time, and this is a I can't give his name because he'd write me a nasty gram. But anyway. Um, he said, well, I think that if there is life and it's intelligent and technologically advanced, they'll communicate to us with prime numbers. And I said, prime numbers in what? 
number base. I mean, we're base 10, but they may not be. And he said, hmm, hadn't thought of that. Like, well, yeah. You know, they got three digits. Not three on each hand because they only have one hand. They only have three digits, so they count as three. What's a prime number then? Or a little. Right. Okay. Higher mathematic concepts. Prime numbers is one of those, except in base 10. There are prime numbers in all bases, but wouldn't know how to recognize it if it weren't base 10 because we only use base 10. On the other hand, pi is the same value no, no matter what number base you use. Golden mean or the golden ratio, those are the same no matter what number base you use. Well, man, you know, I'm from the south, and down here, pi r square, cornbread is round, or, or pi r round and cornbread is square. So... So, uh, and they're both delicious. Uh, you know, and, I, and, 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 and if they're far further advanced than us, you know, I, I decided when I was a little kid that we were going to advance to the point where we had one eye in the center of our head that looked like the, uh, the symbol for uh, CBS and one finger to push, the, or one thumb left to push the remote, and that's about it. So they might have even evolved beyond that stage. True. But my point is that SETI and everybody else is not thinking outside the box. They're thinking in human terms when there are so many more possibilities. Exactly, exactly. And as far as for all those planets that could sustain life, uh, I agree, but, but once again, I've come back to the fact that radio signals is not going to find them probably. If they're more advanced than us, if they're less advanced than us, it's not going to either. They'd have to be uh, right, they'd have to be advanced to the point that we were from the 40s to the Today, today, in order for radio signals to be right, so that's that's a seventy-year window. It was right. That's about it. And, 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 and if because, all those planets are within the seventy light-year radius from Earth, then you know their window of opportunity to detect us is about up. Right, right. And so the only way to really connect with them is to get a long cable and get Comcast to get the hell on up there and start connecting. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's that. But, you know, there are so many other possibilities, even within the electromagnetic spectrum, as we do understand it, which is right. kind of paltry in and of itself. But uh, it's, it's well, there's a even, pulling there's in a, the EO spectrum. You know, there's but even, you know, Tesla was heading in a different direction with electricity and with radio and all of that. So, you know, they might have followed his, his way of doing things. Yeah. And maybe they communicate by gravity. Who knows? Exactly. Or maybe they don't exist at all. Exactly. Nobody knows that either. But the Drake, equation, the Drake equation says there's a bunch of them out there. It's just a matter of looking in the right place. <laughs> and, the right place. <clears throat> and they're different. And, 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 they're different, and they're definitely UFOs out there. No matter where they come from or who they are, they're out there intelligently controlled and they're not our government so that has to always put into the equation to quote the, the movie contact i will say if there is no aliens out there it's an awful waste of space because there's a lot of space <laughs> out there and there's a lot of stuff out there floating around in that space if you're going to tell me that we're it that we are the only civilization <laughs> on a planet this is this is it. This is we, this we, is the whole we might, game right here. I am very depressed. We might, that if that's the case. 
we might be the only civilization on a planet, but I bet you a billion bucks we ain't the only ones inside a planet. Well, I wish you had a way of proving that. I don't have to prove it. I know it by faith. There you go. I wish, okay, I wish you could prove it to other people. How's that? <laughs> Earth is nothing but a, a, an experiment for to see if, if, if a human spe or if a species can live on the outer uh, skin of a planet. And that's what we are. That's why we're being checked. And that's why we don't see anything on the other planets. But every indication is that there are tunnels on Mars and and Earth, I mean, and, and the moon, our moon, Mars's, Mars's moon has already been proven to be hollow, and if there is a God, he wouldn't put anybody on the roof of the house, he'd put them inside the house. You know, that uh, makes a lot of sense, and you know, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot like the movie Dark City. You guys ever seen that movie, Dark City? Not yet. No. Watch the movie Dark City. It, it is phenomenal. It's about a city in the, in space that is ran by aliens, <clears throat> and these aliens kidnapped a major population of the of the world of the Earth, and they had them living on this city in the clouds in space. And basically, the whole point of the movie is that every every night they would change their environment, they would change their lives, they would change their their you know conditioning. To try to study them, to try to study the human soul and the human uh, mind to see, you know, what makes us tick. And one person wakes up from uh, from the sleep that they put you in when they're changing you. And he wakes up and he doesn't get changed. He escapes before he gets changed. And he starts realizing what's happening and he starts kind of trying to fight back to, you know, fight back with the aliens. It's a phenomenal movie. You guys really should check it out. It's uh, starring Kiefer Sutherland, isn't it, also? Uh, he plays a doctor who helps the guy who wakes up. Uh, well, I'm starting to think that that's maybe what's going on here. Something like that. We're nothing but an experiment in a floating ship. Well, that's been, uh, you know, proposed before. That's been proposed before, and it also is uh, on top of my list. Uh, I still, and I also want everybody to remember, because I think there's more to this than just a uh, space comedy. And that's the sci-fi comedy from Iron Sky. Uh, we all should try to see that, the one about the Nazi spaceship. I really think there's more to it than just uh, it being a comedy from my own personal research into Nazi involvement. So, anyway, I just wanted to throw that in because we mentioned movies. I'm still holding out to see what's the name of it, Paul. Have you seen the trailer for that one, Paul? Yeah. Did you guys oh, no, I haven't seen it with Paul yet. No, I haven't seen it. No, I haven't either. Oh, never mind. You will. I haven't seen it, but I, I've heard of it. You were telling me about it. Yeah. I have to check that one out. Paul. I got another story for you guys. Cool. Right. Okay. You know how you know how us conspiracy nuts like to connect everything together. I mean, let's just connect it all together. You know, this is uh, oh, yeah. this is from this is from uh, UFOs Today, current UFO news. That's found at ufostoday.com. 
it's a great site, just uh, bunches and bunches of stories. So I picked the best one that I like. Uh, Kennedy assassination linked to UFOs and CIA. On November 12, 1963, President John Kennedy issued two presidential memoranda, 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 instructing orders, instructing NASA and the the CIA to to begin cooperating with the USSR on joint space mission including a lunar landing night. Remember, this date is November the 12th, 1963. How can that be, November 12th, 1963? So it was 20, 10 days before his assassination, okay? He, 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 he issued orders instructing NASA and CIA to cooperate on USSR on joint space missions, including a lunar landing. On the same day, a conversation occurred between Kennedy and Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev on the importance of sharing information concerning UFOs as they move forward with joint space missions. Leaked documents concerning the alleged conversation and the role of the CIA in controlling UFO information directly implicate the CIA in Kennedy's assassination 10 days later. In addition to the two presidential Memoranda, memoranda, I got it. Cited earlier in the investigation series, another leaked document shows the extent to which Kennedy was prepared to cooperate with the Soviet Union in declassifying UFO files. The aim was to avoid the risk of a mistaken military controversy over UFOs. The document alleged a top secret NSA intercept of a hotline conversation between President Kennedy and Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev dated November 12, 1963. Kennedy and Khrushchev discussed the importance of their respective UFO working groups to deal with the UFO problem to avoid the risk of future conflict. Kennedy told Khrushchev, I have begun to initiate with our NASA to exchange information with your Academy of Sciences, in which I hope will foster mutual concern over the problem and hopefully find some resolution. Kennedy was certainly referring here to the National Security Action Memorial released on the same day, November 12, 1963. Kennedy also said, I have instructed our CIA to provide me with full disclosure on the phantom aspects and classified programs in which I can better assess the UFO situation. While the NASA intercept has not been conclusively determined to be authentic, it has been ranked medium to high level of authenticity. It is consistent with the November 12th National Security Action Memorandum 271 titled Cooperation with the USR on Outer Space Matters. The risk of mistaken identification of UFOs leading to an accidental nuclear war was also alleged uh, considered by NATO at the same time. According to Robert Dean, a retired command sergeant major who worked at NATO NATO headquarters from 1963 to 1967. In 1964, NATO issued a cosmic-type secret document dealing with the threat posed by UFOs being confused with a nuclear first strike by the Soviet Union titled simply, The Assessment 
Dean said that it was feared that mistaken UFO sightings could stand an accidental nuclear war, could start an accidental nuclear war. Dean's statement validates the content of the alleged hotline transcript and gives support to its authenticity. So that's pretty good stuff, guys. I mean, it's uh, the, the, cool. the, the, you know, it's what it says. It's uh, it's a what? Uh, pretty high up on, oh, oh, here it is, medium to high level of authenticity. And then when you take Dean's statement right with it, it pretty much makes it seem like it's a, a true, true document. Okay. I concur. Yep. So. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. Because I had never, you know, I, I've seen a lot of reference to the CIA and the Kennedy assassination, but that's the first UFO connection I've seen. Yeah, I've never just, really just gave them, connect the two, but uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just just another another reason to get rid of the old guy. I wonder if we could uh, find a guest to come on, maybe an expert who knows a little bit about that connection. Well, let's see what what to, uh, to we might. His name, the the, uh, the writer's name is Benjamin Redford, and this came from CBS News. So, I, I'll bookmark it and try to run somebody down. Yeah, I, I'll bookmark yeah, it and, and see what I can do. Yeah. Okay, done. Did you hear about this uh, spacecraft to, to be controlled by artificial intelligence for future space missions? Did you guys hear about this? Wow, that sounds good. You know, you know that. You know that. Did you know that was put before you read the read the article? That was put together. That idea was put together when we first, when when Kennedy first said uh, something about we we we're going to go to the moon in ten, in this decade. Uh, years ago, I remember, and and uh, the reason they tabled the idea was because they didn't feel it would give the uh, flair or the. Uh, you know, it would uh, bring the American people together as much as a live flight. But they also did a study, and yep. they could have done it a lot quicker if they had gone that other route. So go ahead. Well, check this out. They say here that spacecraft, they can make their own decisions, have desire, and reason like human beings are being developed by British scientists and the European Space Station Agency. Now, it is a concept that had fatal consequences for astronauts in science fiction movies, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey after their spaceship artificial intelligence uh, computer reasoned that it had to kill them in order to continue the mission. You guys remember that? Uh, yet, despite yeah. the warning from Arthur C. Clarke uh, and Director Stanley Kubrick, the European Space Agency now hopes to use real-life artificial intelligence to control future spacecrafts. British engineers supported by ESA are developing controlled systems that can be used in satellites, robotic exploration vehicles, and spacecraft capable of controlling themselves. The space vehicles will be able to learn, identify problems, adapt during missions, carry out repairs, and take their own decisions about and make their own decisions about how to best carry out a task. Now, details of the research, check this out, have emerged as ESA prepares to launch the uh, second, uh, the, actually the second of its automated transport vehicles to develop and deliver supplies to the International Space Station later this month. And uh, the, I don't know, man, this kind of sounds like the beginning of Skynet. And uh, we're putting these things up in space where they can control the entire planet. 
uh, yeah. it's kind of scary. It is scary. It is scary. Anytime you, you get control like that, it's going to be scary. But it is the future. And, uh, you know, as they work on it, uh, it'll slowly, the people will slowly accept it. But it's, uh, it's another step towards total control of, of, of the Earth's population. Too bad. Dave, Dave, what are you doing, Dave? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope, I hope they don't decide that to carry out the best for the planet, they have to kill us all. Because then World yeah. War Three would not be with another country; it'd be with the robots. And we saw how that ended up in the Matrix. Not very. Yeah, or I robot, or I robot. Yeah, either one. Or an I robot. Huh. Not very good. Either one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in the in the in the book by the same, you know, there there are quite a few science uh, science fiction writers warning us about that back in the forties. Here we go. Yeah. Yep. And like I said, I'm not looking forward to that future. That's why I'm like panicking on the subject of having children because I don't know what the next 20, 30 years holds. Uh, it's going to be scary. And uh, I really don't yep. know if it's a good idea to bring in, you know, another life to what might be a very bad future. Uh, even if that doesn't develop into anything bad, uh, you know, the, the economy and society in general is really heading downward in a, in a terrible spiral right now. So... It's not a, the best time in the world to bring a new life, I think, into the planet. Well, you know what? The latest monolith warning is, is, is on the very top, right? You know, the, the Georgia monolith? Yep. Very, very top sentence in, in eight languages. It says, control your, control your population to 500 million. Hell, 500 million? Sheesh. <laughs> And and uh, I, I was watching the space one right here in the U.S. alone. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And they're talking about world population. But anyway, uh, what some of the speculation is that it is a warning to who's left after the millennium. And it's pretty well been established that it was put up by the uh, the how do you say it, Rotillians, Rick, Rick, the Rosy Cross. Rosicrucian, Rosicrucian. Oh. Ah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty well uh, established that they put it up, and and it, so it's, it's not well established. It's informed speculation. Right, not informed well speculation, I might say. But they're uh, they're they <laughs> which believes that Another the nice secrets that they are, <laughs> yeah, the secrets that believe that they are being held uh, is uh, well, Rick and I disagree on something. Is being held is the uh, the how to prepare and 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 how to survive the coming destruction of mankind. Well, the whole Georgia Georgia Stonehenge ring thing has a lot of mystery associated with it, and I think it was probably somebody with more money than sense. <laughs> 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 That's been said too. That's been said too. You know, they never, never have found out who he was. Right. Somebody with a bit for mystery. It's kind of like the other great mysteries we were talking about: the Voynich manuscript and some of the oh, other yeah. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's fun to speculate. The ring of truth. But the but the but the ring the whole the the one one fact that is the truth in talking about this uh, uh, Georgia Stonehenge is that the top line of text says maintain the world population at five million. That's one fact that's known. Yeah. That's less than one percent, uh, I'm sorry, less than one-tenth of one percent of the current population. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you know what? If, if the population was down to that, the Earth actually would be a lot better off. Uh, you know, resources wouldn't be as scarce as it is now. Even though resources really are not that scarce, I mean, we really have enough to feed the entire planet. But uh, for whatever reason, there's still people starving around the world. Go figure. But uh, yeah. you know, shit happens, I guess. But anyway, you know, with a really small population, the Earth would have you know more resources. It would be more abundant with the resources, but uh, let's not start killing everybody off just yet, just to get there. It's just I don't think that's worth it. Even though the uh, the war is doing a pretty nice job of kind of getting those numbers, you know. Well, that's that's part of the reason for wars, I believe. Bring the numbers down. So you kill off the men. You kill off the men, even though there are women fighting over there and bravely fighting over there, and I admire them greatly. It's still mostly men that are in the in the, in the heat of the battle, and always wars have killed off men. men. It's still mostly minorities. It's still mostly minorities and men, not just men. Minorities. Exactly. Like the biggest chunk of the population it, there now. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I don't even want to get into that. I'm I'm reading a couple of books about uh, how the. Uh, uh, I don't like to call them Native American, but the black people from the United States, how how they were uh, treated and abused during World War II. I'm I'm reading some stuff now that just almost upsets me as bad as Andersonville during uh, the Civil War. So, uh, and we will be talking about that. Tuskegee experiments. Uh, there's stuff worse than that. Worse than that, buddy. And I'll be talking about that on the We'll be getting some guests about that. Uh, for one thing, uh, just real quickly, and it had nothing to do with this, but it's just upsetting as hell. Uh, the Italian, uh, the captured Italians were being treated better than the uh, the segregated black soldiers at one base, and uh, there was a riot, and one of the Italian prisoners of war was hung, and uh, the largest military trial was uh, held for the 43 black uh, uh, soldiers in Bob. And uh, some of them were scheduled to be hung, uh, being tried to be hung. And the biggest possibility is that they didn't even do the crime. So we're, we're looking for the author of that to get it on the show. Nice. That's, that sounds like an awesome show, actually. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on that now. And, and then there's another one, too, that's horrible. But we'll... Uh, We'll get into that later, but now, you know, and, and, and like you say, minorities ever since Vietnam have, have been the bulk of the, of the people in the war. And uh, it's all an economic thing, and that shouldn't be in this country. Unfortunately, it is that way, though. It's funny, uh, you know, 
we are fighting supposedly for the freedom of those country, but uh, really, I don't think uh, they really care about what we're doing over there because we're fighting the civilians. That's the sad part about it, man. We're over there sending our young, you know, boy, you know, our young kids really because it's mostly teenagers that are getting sent overseas now. You know, young kids that are going over there and they're fighting really civilians. And and and, and you know and and and, fighting, so it's crazy. and and we should and we should pull out because more more of a the, I mean a a uh, more towards that end uh, to to the to the uh, uh, what do I want to say the to to that part of the world seeing what's right they need to look at Jordan and now Egypt you know I, mean, I think that would make more of a I think that's going to make more of a press impression than us fighting as long as we're on their soil because of their deep religious beliefs they have to fight us they have to I mean it's in their it's in the Quran you know you know so we should pull out and then say look at Egypt look at Jordan you know get your shit together you know what I mean no aid money no nothing get your shit together Egypt is in the process of getting their shit together. I mean, you know, this dude is gone. He's uh, stepping down, and uh, uh, you know, that's they, what I say. That's what I say. They they, they, they want to get their stuff together. They're they were looking to become a, a free democratic country, and you know, mo, you know, my more power to them. And my and, off to Egypt. And it, they're people and, for doing what they did because they re, that took balls to get on the street. I agree. And say you know what? We want change. We want it now. We're right. tired of this crap, and we want to do it now. Let's, we, we, we're not gonna sit back and wait. It's been thirty years, and this guy has to go. And they did it; they got him out of there. So my, you know, my and what and, and Egyptian people and, and what they did. And what we and what we need to do now is take that money we're spending on the military in that region and use it to advertise what the what Egypt does. Send people over to film it yep. and put it throughout the area. You know. So, yeah, that that that's great what they did, man. That's great what they did. Uh, like I say, we we need to let the people over there to make sure they realize what's going on in Egypt uh, for their own countries and, and move our people out. What do you think, Rick? Yep. Well, Rick is actually in the process of getting back on with us. His uh, internet just came back on, so he uh, he's ah. on the uh, cell phone and he's uh, we're, we're calling him back here on Skype. But uh, you know what, no man? I, you know it's funny because we're we are a democratic country. You know, quote unquote, but uh, we also, you know, have a lot of our freedoms that are being taken away from us. Uh, which oh yeah, is that is in, it, in itself. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be too long before what happened in Egypt happens here if uh, if things continue in the way they are uh, going. And that's sad we, to say, it really is. But uh, you know, I think it might be not that far off in the future because things are pretty well. It's bad as Egypt, but you know, yep, what I'm going to say is. What, I, what I'm going to say is I believe what a person told me a long time ago. You know, I've been involved in the in the patriot movement for uh, 20 years. And, and somebody in the patriot movement about 20 years ago told me the only time that the, the, the point at which that will happen is that when kids are starving. We do have some kids hungry, but there's nobody really starving to death in this country. And so it's a, it, until a person, you know, they can come home now. They might not have much money in the bank, but they can come home now. They can turn on their big screen TV, watch sports or, or dancing with stars or whatever, get their mind off of it, go back to work, which is just, a, you know, just a, 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 your mind just gets into work mood. 
and the, the, there's not really a talk of revolution in this country yet. And uh, I believe that's true. If they can't, if they can't go home, if they can't go home, they once they lose their house, their TV, and their kids are hungry, then we'll have a revolution. But even though there's a lot of unemployment and a lot of stuff, there's there's still food banks and stuff that people go to, and they're not starving. In other words. Yeah, we're not there yet, like I said, but I, I fear that we might get there if things don't get better because this country is going downward, and it's sad. Even though, you know, the economy has improved slightly, uh, you know, recently. But uh, anyway, uh, guys, we're going to be right back. We're going to take a little commercial break. We're going to get Rick Osmond back on the line here on Skywatchers Radio. So please stick around on PSN Radio. Everybody check out the website. Go to the chat room right now, www.psn-radio.com. being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Hi, this is Boca Jorge of The Brian Rodriguez Show. That's George to you. I'm George's sidekick. <laughs> the second banana from a long line of second bananas. Letterman has Schaefer, Carson had McMahon, Bishop had Regis. Me? Why, I'm George's Derwood Kirby. Join us daily on The George Rodriguez Show where we tackle a wide array of hard-hitting topics such as why Jesus chose not to wear pants and the misguided television viewing habits of George's wife. Tune in to The George Rodriguez Show live 12 to 3 Monday through Friday on the South Florida Radio Network, SoFloRadio.com. Mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Saturday or Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep. It might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just a thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head, on the Soup Media Network. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. 
See you there. This ad has been paid for by the Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. Hey guys, Jake it's fantastic. Tell you about Inception. We have teamed up with the Suit Media Network, and we are one. Come check out InceptionRadio.com. We have many shows. My show, Inception Radio, is live Tuesdays and Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. But we have many other great shows like Jerry Pippen, Future Theater, UFO Traffic Report, Paranormal Guys Radio, Freethinker with Tom Donahue, and more to come after the first of the year. InceptionRadio.com. Come check it out and remember to listen to Skywatchers Radio Wednesday nights, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on the Soup Media Network. For Inception Radio, this is Jamie Havigan. I'm out of here. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. You've seen him on Channel 7 News. First, as a two-bit reporter. Now, as a two-bit anchor that wears more makeup than Tammy Faye Baker and Mary Kay combined. Rick Sanchez sings. Hear the dulcet tones of the man who brought you Crime Check, Rick Sanchez. Like a garage, Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez sings. Give me a home with a Don't miss Rick Sanchez in his pasty face tour over Hialeah. It's one show you won't want to miss. Steak for a good one. Rick Sanchez, he loves his audience. I accept you as a precious gift from God. The story that rocked Palm Beach in the world. Uncle Ted, dude, throw on some boxer shorts, let's cruise our bar and rage with some babes. Excellent. Power, money, women, and poontang. Uncle Ted, dude, let's use our infamous last names to impress these babes and do the wild thing and 
to swim naked. William Kennedy Smith and Ted Kennedy in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Part 2, The Next Genitalia. Excellent! Coming soon to a theater near you. Rated X for excellence. It's easy to speak Spanish. Really? What do you wear on your feet? Socks. Can you spell socks? S-O-C-K-S. You just said, that's what I want. In Spanish? S-O-C-K-S. You can learn Spanish and five other languages with the patented National Speed Tapes program. Now, can you spell pantyhose? P-A-N-T-Y-H-O-S-E. Do you know what that means in Portuguese? No. You just said, stuff that trout down my pants, please. Wow, Portuguese is easy. If learning a language is what you want, just dial 1-800-555-1992 to enroll in the National Speed Tapes program. Can I learn Russian? Can you spell Russian? Sure, R-U-S-S-I-A-N. You just said my pet goose ate three elm trees today. In Russian? No, in Samoan. Give me a break. Can you spell break? B-R-E-A-K. You just said... Oh, shut up. That's ridiculous. Can you spell ridiculous? PSN Radio The Soup. The best in talk radio anywhere. We're going to be live right now. Welcome back, everybody, to Sky Watchers Radio on PSN Radio. The and my sincere sympathies for that. Anyway, <coughs> well, yeah, this happened. I, I just sent you a link through the through the chat here, gents. Did you know a creature caught okay. on a game camera? Did you see that yet? Oh boy. Nope. No. Let me check that out right now. Actually, let me go ahead and uh, look at it. A creature caught on camera. A strange Uh-oh, I believe you. I don't even need to go there. Oh, my God. This looks fake as hell. According to NBC33 News Channel, a hunter near Baton Rouge says he found this freaky photo on his deer stand camera. The hunting camera was broken, but the memory card was still there, and so was the bizarre image. It looks like a cross between a human and an animal, let's call him a humanimal, with long slender appendages and glowing eyes. The hunter says he just hopes it's a vegetarian if he runs into the woods again. Because <laughs> of not, uh, that's going to be a terrible, terrible last meal. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah that looks very, very fake. It Excuse does. <laughs> okay, the, the face I've seen before. The face I've seen before. Can't remember where or when, but the face is very familiar to me. It's some uh, spook book or, or magazine or something. So I've seen the face before. So, okay, guys, go ahead and talk about your monster. <laughs> no, actually, it's a perfect showcase for a bad hoax. If you look <laughs> at the two images, they have two different dates in the embedded. Uh, <laughs> Well, he should have used a face that didn't come from a publication, because now he's plagiarized yeah. also. How yes. about that? Yeah, and then, of course, he wanted to remain anonymous on top of Oh, that. of course. I mean, that's... Uh, and, and none of you know, us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
that's uh, that's par for the course, as the saying goes. Hey, I got one. If you guys don't want, if, you, if you're not, if you're not, unless you're not done with that. But I this comes from that. Well, <laughs> okay. I'm this sure. comes from the. This comes from uh, Houston Press blogs, and it's today, and it is uh, it is in their uh, uh, blog where they have a blog for for viewers, and it's been given an excellent rating, and I agree. Because it's something that a lot of people don't seem to remember. But it's a comment of the day. And it says, moon missions were surrounded by UFOs, damn it. And the comment, and, and, and it goes like this. Uh, of course, they're going to, first they talk about it. And it's a, or the Houston Post does for their blog. We have some great commenters here on Hairballs, which is the name of their, their blog, guys. And it's time we pay some damn attention to them. So we'll be highlighting a comment of the day every morning from the previous day's work, maybe two comments even. This will all be turned by a highly rigorous scientific formula involving wit, clarity, and whatever else we feel like at the moment. So you guys uh, go on over to blogs.houstonpress.com, hairballs, and, and put in your comment, and you might even get it, end up getting it read on, uh, on uh, Skywatchers here because I'm going to be looking at them all the time. But anyway... The comment was, yes. and it came from somebody named Cajun Metal. Beautiful name, right? Uh, if we bother too long, if we bother to look for our, yourself, or if you bother to look for yourself, the transcripts of all Apollo missions are available online from NASA. You'll find official records that most of the Apollo missions reported seeing and even being accompanied to the moon by UFOs. Mitchell and the others were heroes, and his belief in ESP does nothing to discredit what most of them on record as seeing. And uh, so if you go and listen to the Apollo missions on NASA, and they do, do not give us a link here, but uh, you'll find that all of them talked about UFOs. Uh, if I remember right, they call them bogeys. Isn't that right, Rick? Yes. Yep. So you guys go over there and, and you'll hear, you know, the, uh, nothing disguised. It'll be there. Uh, I've heard them before. Bogey coming up on the left or uh, brighter than us and different things. So, uh, you know, that's hiding it in plain sight. So what a great comment to give, give everybody notice and remind them about that. We want to thank Cajun Metal from the Houston Press blog for that. Okay, guys? Good, good enough for me. Yep. yep. That's cool. I guess nobody else has anything to say about that. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, we got. Next I got story. Some, we got. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. I, we got ten minutes left. <coughs> uh, I got one. You got one there, Rick? Because I got a pretty interesting story here. But if you got my, a good mine, one, is a very transient mention. Very transient mention. There are more and more crop circles turning up in Indonesia. It seems like somebody bought some Ooh. rope in a board. What? I want to hear this. Go for it. Am I off the air now? No, you're here, Dennis. Like, no, you're, you're on the air. Don't worry, Dennis. You're, you're here with us. Just there are listen, more listen and more crop circles. More and more crop circles are appearing in Indonesia. Uh, and I can't even pronounce the name of this city. Yogyakarta, I think it is. Don't do it, man. Re Don't do it to yourself. Residents in Yogyakarta <laughs> were stunned to find a second crop circle on Tuesday. 
this time in a rice field in Bontool District, about five kilometers away from a similar pattern reported a day earlier. Let's see how far, five kilometers, that's three and a half miles. You could walk that in an hour carrying a board with a long Not rope. bad, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Residents reported finding approximately 1 p.m., even though the landowners actually already know the peculiarity of it since 10 days ago. At that time, I checked. I think I just collapsed rice straw as usual, so I do not really notice it. But there is still some confusion about what formed the crop circle, which has begun to draw in crowds of curious onlookers, making more and more tracks through it, of course, ruining any real science that could have been done. But... Uh, yeah. They of actually course. have a, a an overhead <laughs> an overhead uh, image taken presumably from a transmission tower or something like that, maybe a rooftop. But it's uh, it looks an awful lot like rope board, you know, the usual. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm actually That's... intrigued by by the way they actually do create crop circles with boards. I would actually like to try to make one with a group of people and see how good we do well I think that's I think the whole I think the whole that whole idea is ridiculous because the the real crop circles have uh, are drawn you can't do that with a board overnight much less than a few minutes which they've seen formed yeah but a lot of them are made overnight with a board Some oh I agree I agree with that I agree with but but uh, you know they can they get when it comes up with a when it comes up with a picture of Patrick Stewart, I'm pretty sure it's man-made. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, the aliens have a reason to do with that. Uh, but but the ones that are actually formed by them, they can tell the difference because when they use the boards, it breaks the the uh, whatever uh, vegetation, and and with the other, it 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 does something different to it. Oh yeah, it does something very different to it. Right, it turns it, it bends it over without breaking it, so that it actually it you could say it's it's growing right along the ground, laying on the ground, I should say. Yeah. And anyway, uh, Jackal had a story. He's got seven minutes. Oh, go with it, Jackal. That was uh, that was three <clears throat> minutes. <clears throat> no, <yeah>, three years <throat> up. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah, well, you know, I had a little frog in my throat. Uh, this is here a flotilla <laughs> spacecraft planned to provide space weather forecasts. A swarm of spacecraft could be sent into orbit around the sun to provide an early warning system for the huge solar explosions that can interfere with electronic equipment on Earth and even influence our planet's weather. Did you guys hear about this story at all, or, or am I just uh, no? This no, I'm not all new. Uh, all new to me. Well, it says here, space scientists from the U.K. are hoping to send up a flotilla of spacecrafts to provide round-the-clock three-dimensional image uh, of materials no, uh, thrown out by the sun towards the Earth. Uh, you know, they are hoping to build on a success of the recent NASA mission called Solar Terrestrial Relations Observatory, or STEDIO, I guess is what they're calling it for short, STEREO. Uh, cool name, was cool name. To provide three yeah, it is. It was launched to provide three-dimensional images of coronal mass ejections from the sun. These huge explosions throw millions of, and man, this is crazy, millions of 
tones of superheated particles and radiation into the solar system, which can actually disrupt radio communications, interfere with electrical equipment, cause power outages, knock out satellites, and if you watch the movie 2012, kill us all! They yeah. are also thought uh, to have to bring the change to uh, the Earth up, uh, upper atmosphere that can influence the weather, blah, blah, blah. UK scientists who developed the cameras for NASA mission are now in discussion with the European Space Agency, the UK government, and NASA to develop a new system that will monitor these eruptions. And it can, the story continues on here. This is from the telegraph.co.uk. I want to post it in the chat room in case yeah, anybody wants to continue that reading by... that. But it is a cool interesting article though um it is i don't know how much they're, i don't, know, is, I don't yeah. know how they can tell really weather changes that easily but well, well they, 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 they they're talking about yeah. coronal mass right. ejection which is highly energetic particles and the detectors aboard yes. those birds react to those particles they're not looking back at the earth they don't care what's going on on the earth at the time that they're looking towards the sun because that's what they're looking at is understood the coronal mass ejection and millions of tons of anything with that much energy in it is something to deal with well i can't wait to see yeah, some live good. pictures once they get it all together oh uh, you yeah, are man it says here the impacts <laughs> says here the impacts could be quite significant and more so that that as we become more dependent on technology that is based on space where the you know the material from these ejections can actually interfere and knock out satellites altogether uh so yeah the impacts can be quite significant i mean think about it we are you know moving more towards the digital era we, we're relying on space satellites for, for a lot of our technologies so something like that eventually could give us a global wipeout of all technologies if if uh for, you know it's more than just knocking on your direct tv for example you know what I mean? Oh man, a new a new disaster movie. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twelve <laughs> revisited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just can't uh, wait. I better let my hair grow back off. out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, it would also knock out all of the Earth terrestrial weather satellites that we have. It would knock out all the communication yes, yes. satellites. It would uh, knock it out all of the above ground wired communications and. Power but transmission. Direct TV. How can, how would we live without Direct TV? I I don't know. I, I, well, I don't you know get it through cable it. that's underground. I mean, and one and one and one thing for sure. And, and one thing for sure, the weathermen here in Florida could still just stick their window out and give their weather reports. Yeah. Uh, stick their head out the window, you know, look out the door. Yeah, but in Florida, they don't have sense enough to open the window first. That's true too. Sorry. I never thought of it that way. Anyway, that is true. Yeah, Guys, my, we're my weather the prediction. The uh, let me tell you about my weather, ahead, prediction, weather prediction device. Okay. Yeah, it's a piece of rope hanging off a tree limb. If it's wet, it's raining. If it's stiff, it's frozen. If it's swinging freely and wildly, it's windy. And that's all I really need to know. Wonder he ain't a local weatherman. I could be. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. <laughs> I concur with that. That's... <laughs> uh, well, before we go, everybody, I had fun. I had, I had, I had fun tonight here. So I know you're going to have to close down the show, Jackal. Had fun visiting with you and uh, my partner Rick over there tonight. Oh, it's always fun uh, cool. being on here on Sky Watchers Radio with you guys. 
Uh, it's always fun. And real quick, yeah. I just want to send out a was... shout-out to uh, our good buddy Jamie, who's uh, listening in, yeah. who had a, a wisdom tooth removed, and he's in a little bit of pain. Uh. Our, uh, our deepest condolences, and I know what he's going through. I, I'm going through the same procedure on the 5th coming up, so... Yeah, I feel your pain, bro. But uh, <laughs> well, thanks, th thanks for uh, listening in. We missed you on the show, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, and we missed you, Jamie. But we'll see you next week or so, I'm sure. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, guys, uh, we are coming to a close here. So, just want to let everybody know that I have Mr. Steve Bassett, who's going to be on my show, The Jackal's Head, coming up this Saturday, the 19th. So, please look up for that. Stick around for that. Listen to that. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. And he's actually he's actually booked for the end of the month uh, to be here on Skywatchers Radio. So he's going to touch base with us. He hasn't been on with us for a few months now. So it's going to be cool to get Steve back on with us here and talk a little bit about what's the latest in his world. So, guys, we'll talk to you later on The Jackal Said. Do you guys have anything coming up this weekend that you want to plug on Unraveling the Secrets? Yeah, Jim Hogshire. Jim Hogshire is coming back, and he's the gentleman that was on our show uh, several weeks ago, uh, and exposing the tabloids, the CIA, and the mob connection. He'll be back talking about that a little bit, but he'll also be back this week uh, to talk about his uh, another one of his books, "Opaque for the Masses," in which he discovered a very popular uh, drug, shall we say, that everybody believes grows in secret places overseas which actually grows right here in the united states and he wrote a book about it and ended up in jail over it so he'll be here talking about that book yikes cool. nice that is cool well guys that is it uh we will catch you next time on skywatchers radio next monday night 11 o'clock p.m eastern time same place same time so www.psn-radio.com check us out next week Bye, everybody. Bye. December 21, 2012, by the surface of satellites, a burning meteorite in the sky, universal antichrist attempts to hit the earth and curse the human existence, change the fates of religions, an alien base invading the system, the main calendar predicted a comet smashing in concrete, raising tsunamis that would rage across all of the countries, dinosaurs and lifers were watching the evolution, planet X beetle. the world will be executed, we will pray, when the globe stops, we take for three days, buildings collapse and you suck into the waste of doomsday, laboratories exchange human Body parts with creatures Make a trance that will slaughter the human race through diseases When the moon blocks the sun, we all die together World leaders will smile in the underground shelters But once we go down, we all be equal and mellow Cause money ain't a fucking thing when we witness horror again And the seven-headed devil Splitting veins on the reverends Presidents holding speeches Causing brain-infected headaches Paramedics in bloody clothes Running down the boulevards Fireballs waiting from a nuclear holocaust Cause this is doomsday When this global Armageddon Apocalypse now With the vocal artist rapping 2012 is approaching While you hoping for pity Raining fireballs With oceans engulfing the city Cause this is doomsday When this global Armageddon Apocalypse now With the vocal artist rapping 2012 is approaching While you hoping for pity Raining fireballs With oceans engulfing the city 2012 Houses astounded on shallows and hills Now surrounded by waves Pounded flooded thousands of crowds in the swell Witnesses standing on towers Stood astounded as spell The Anunnaki god species stepping out of the shell, no safe haven for cowards, make a pay for the towers, mountains devoured, acid shower.
showers down on the superpowers We scour the universe on a lunar search The phoenix rising out of the ash in the final hour Guerrilla war tactics, we absorb Galactus Spitting orange rad shit, a metaphor for madness Biohazards outwit, polar caps explode Nepal was a waterfall when the casket closed It was predicted, but you idiots didn't listen Until you saw your Armageddon in a fucking motion picture This is real life, the happening is forming the nations The calm before the storm and the roaring invasions Cause this is doomsday, when this global Armageddon Apocalypse now, with the vocal artist weapon 2012 is approaching while you hope for pity Rain and fire bombs with oceans engulfing the city Cause this is doomsday, when this global Armageddon Apocalypse now, with the vocal artist weapon 2012 is approaching while you hope for pity Rain and fire bombs with oceans engulfing the city In a psychotic state of mind, sleep walking a nightmare A supersonic ominous travel like this A smash over Times Square Earthquakes murdering areas infecting the world Like the chimera bacteria Thank God for Obama, let's hope we saw some other shit Place a camera, watch you watch him return to the mothership Fuck the government's Republican parasites Recognize the game as we terrorize Open your pair of eyes and add another terrorize in the suburbs Like a virus to spread inside us every turn in the mother Alignment of planets, orbital seismic damage The lighting calendar reminds the times of Atlantis They organize the planet It's to decide that man is to finally ask the questions they've been dying to answer It's a cycle, both the yin and the yang And when the shit is all over, it's just beginning again uh. The hurt, the pain, the dirt, the rain I, I, I remain strong, every man for himself It's the end of the time, so I have to get my head But it's about to be done I'll leave you full of clips Like the moon blocking the sun My metaphors are dirty like herpes But harder to catch Like an escape tunnel in prison I started from scratch And now these parasites Want a percent of my ass cap Try to control perspective Like an acid flashback But here's a quotable For every single record exec Get your fucking hands out my pocket Nigga like Malcolm X But this ain't a movie I'm not a fan or a groupie And I'm not the type of cat You can afford to miss if you shoot me Curse the heavens and laugh When the sky electrocutes me Immortal techniques stuck in your thoughts, darkening dreams No one's as good as me, they just got better marketing schemes I lead you to your own destruction like Spark and a Fiend Cause you got jealousy in your voice like Starscream And that's the primary reason that I hate y'all faggots I've been nice since niggas got killed over eight bull jackets And Reebok pumps that didn't do shit for the sneaker I'm a heat seeker with features that'll reach through the speaker And murder counter revolutionaries personally Break a thermometer and force feed his kids mercury A&R's tribe Jerking me, thinking they call shots Offered me a deal and a blanket full of smallpox You're all getting 